Okay. All right. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Five to Nine podcast. Give our, give our, give our little spiel. What's Five to Nine? Um, a five to nine is a podcast about creators for creators living their five to nine life. Yeah. yeah. Um, today we have Pat K with us at Pat underscore K. Yo. Hi. What's up? Thanks for coming on board today, Pat, and chatting <laughs> to us. Um, glad that you're here. Yeah. <laughs> it's super excited to be here. My first podcast. So this will be really interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, well, let's just start by telling us who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I'm Pat. Uh, I'm a photographer and I guess blogger slash I don't know so many titles now so many titles yeah so many hyphens content creator yeah content creator yeah maybe content creator but then like even that's getting a bit played out now it's like influencer I do all the things okay Um, all the creative things and uh, I'm based in Sydney Um, yeah nice Um, photography is not your full time thing I guess so no Uh, much to most people's uh lack of knowledge i guess yeah um i've been doing ux and product design for like almost 10 years wow okay so photography and and all things that are not design related are for me like a brand new like venture into into a different side of creativity so how long how long have you been doing photography for Mm. and how did you get started this year will be my fourth year it's been that long, eh? Really? It's been that long. Yeah. I, 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 I still just... remember that when you're like, last year was when I started, but now it's already three years <laughs> like, When people asked us, I was like, yeah, like I did it, started three years ago. It's, yeah. like, it's been like six. Time flies, huh? Yeah. Because yeah. like the first time we met was at that night photography workshop that Gareth and I ran. Yeah. And then you came to it. That and was a long time that ago. Was the first, yeah, but it didn't feel like it was that long ago. Nah. It feels pretty recent. I mean, like when we all first, when we met. Yeah. Me and you has been a while. But yeah. Yeah. And then I remember like <laughs> I remember taking that photo with all the fairy lights and you were holding on to it or something at the, yes. at the top of the car park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um we can show at you Dolphin guys Street. the photo. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, that was the that first was night we met. Yeah. yeah. It seems crazy that it was only like, you know, three yeah, three years ago. Yeah. I guess it was like like it's only just started my fourth year, so I get to celebrate my anniversary every vivid, vivid yeah. which is like that's convenient yeah i don't know when i started right like yeah. so you know it just started my fourth uh but yeah it's, it's already been that long it's crazy huh? yeah I, remember, I think you were on like 800 followers when we met and you've like obviously in the last four years grown to where you are today mm. that's super cool to see started from like like 80 of my friends yeah <laughs> my close friends yeah and now over like 110 so it's been pretty quick ride, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, For like everyone I know, you kind of grew the fastest in like the least amount of time. I think, yeah, there was a period where you kind of grew from like 10 to 20 in like a week, I think. Yeah. And that was super cool to see. No, you're like, oh, thanks for a thousand. And then like a week later, it was like 20,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've had some some wins and, you know, some luck along the way. So it's been... Do you, do you remember what your first viral piece was? First viral piece was actually uh, a shot of the opera house. Uh, I don't know. With the reflection. <laughs> yeah, with the reflection. Yeah, photoshopped on the bottom. Show yep. it over Dempsey's face. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that went big for a while. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then, what else? I still see that photo of me at Macquarie Station floating around. That one still. <laughs> yeah. I still see that still getting reposted. Yeah. And it's really crazy. It's really crazy because, yeah. you know, it was what, like three years ago. Yeah, I'm just like kneeling. Yeah. You can't get that shot anymore. They have like they have barricades. barriers now. Yeah. Oh. Because really? of the metro. Oh. Yeah. They've covered it all up. Which is no more split. Sad. Yeah, and Epping as well. Both mm. Macquarie and Epping, you can't. It's like Hong that. Kong, where there's like yep. yeah, yeah, there's a glass. I wall. mean, they're, they're better for people. Yeah, well, safer. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you had that Stockton shot, which, which kind of took you kind of. Yeah, so the Stockton shot was interesting. Yeah. Um, that one got picked up by Instagram. Yep. So I was at like I think it was like eight. No, was it eight? Or was it after ten? Yeah, it was after ten. Um, right. And I got like seven or six. Yeah, and that was that week that. you grew from 10 to 20 in like three days. Or yeah, yeah, it's like, whoosh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wild rush. Yeah. And from there, you know, there's been like the Hong Kong cross shot. There's been like the Fuji Yoshida, like yeah. Yeah. Fuji shot yeah. in the background. There's, there's been a bunch of others as well. So 
you know, I've been pretty blessed with some like yep. viral esque shots. You yeah, came in really at cool. the time that drones came in. And yeah, that was pretty yeah, interesting. Like you did the Stockton one. That was a drone shot. Mm. And then you guys traveled to uh, Hong Kong. Yep. Mm. And not even like the locals in Hong Kong were kind of doing it at that station. Not really, right? Yeah. yeah. We, we, we we droned quite a few times. It was so scary when we first did it for the first time, but it was yeah fun to. So, to I bought the like I was on the pre-order list for the first Mavic. Yeah. And I got super super excited about that. And yeah, that was when the whole like drone thing took off. Well, yeah, Mavic so, is the one that kicked it off. Pretty yeah, much. pretty yeah. much. I, and like, everyone was still like really slow to slow on the pickup. I mean, yeah, it took yeah. me ages to get one. So Before the Mavic, you had to buy a Phantom, which well, is massive, and you don't want to carry that around. So. I went to Melbourne on that road trip, right? Yeah. And then I convinced Chino to buy... Like, he, <laughs> he, convinced wanted to, he wanted to buy it himself. Like, so <laughs> it's not all me, right? But then he bought the Phantom 4. Right. Which was the Mavic 1 sensor on that big-ass Phantom. Yeah. And that was a pain to carry around. Then the Mavic mm-hmm. came out and like kind yep. of blew up. And then it exploded everywhere. But at the time, like, you know, everyone hadn't shot anything. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, still starting. like, any drone shot, just in general, there was like, oh my like, god. <laughs> Olim and Gab Scanner. Yeah, yeah. Olim and Gab Scanner. Gab yeah. was probably one of the first ones. Gab was one of the first of. ones. They had, they, I think he had the version where it's, like, the GoPro, you have to, like, the really Oh, you have to change, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the threes and the yeah. Phantom and 3, yeah. Yeah. Um, you're kind of into technology a lot, and you, you love your tech, you love your gear. <laughs> how did you get into that? Like it's an understatement. Yeah, how do you? Because I mean, how do I get into that? We all have gear, and we all like gear, but I think uh, you kind of put take it to the next level. Like, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I like gear more than me and him are closer than. Yeah, York, yeah. I, I just kind of use it and yeah. and I'm really use what I have. I don't know. I've been really close to tech in general. Yeah, and so like when it comes to then camera gear, I'm obviously naturally inclined to like camera gear. I guess. Yeah, but I think in the past, like I've had like this photography business for me is like my third my third business, right? So like my second one was. Um, like a tech review site type thing. Right. So I don't know. I've always had this like real lust for knowing what's at like the cutting edge of tech. And I've had this for like, you know, most of my adult life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there are so, a lot of people like us. Yeah. So yeah. like, I'm super, super interested about like what's coming out or like how it works um, and breaking things down and, you know, um, just buying random shit and for it to spectacularly fail. And, yeah. you know, yeah. for you to just be at the forefront i think it's awesome yeah and then i think also like not just tech but also coding and websites because you that's part of your job as well a little bit and kind of so yeah. i know how to code because i believe in design anyway especially when it comes to like ux and product yeah um you should be able to like the best designers know exactly what they're designing for yeah so if you don't understand the code or how things are built yeah um like actually how they're built yeah then what you call them full stack right is that the term full stack developers full stack developers is like for people who know how to code front end and back end yeah. so the front end stuff is the most of the stuff like you see on the internet for example yeah, yeah. yeah. A good example of front yeah. end but then back end is like server stuff so like where the data is stored and you know how those things get called up into what you see and all that kind of stuff boring stuff yeah right <laughs> I call myself like sometimes a full stack designer in that like yeah. you know understand both well I, I start from academics yeah and I do a lot of research and I do a lot of interviews yeah um, and then I know how to do visual design I know how to do experience design uh, but then I also know how to code and build those things as well so yeah. from like you know conception to creation yeah like, yeah. I think that sort of works in all fields of design. Like I, as an architect as well, you mm. obviously need to know how the stuff is built to build something nice. Exactly. And so it's sort of the same sort of principle principle throughout all of design. And yeah. you want to understand your craft to the best of your ability to be able to design something nice. Yeah, exactly. I always um, tell all of my, um, all, like anyone I'm mentoring or any of my juniors to like learn how to code. Yeah. Because yeah, right. I mean, not only is it good for the job, but like it's the building block of, the What's, internet that we all enjoy. You yeah. know? Even kids what, what do they learn? Things. What do they learn to? Which code? Just basic HTML and CSS. CSS. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's like, you know, yeah. what websites are made of or what you see. And yeah, I think, I mean, kids these days at school are learning how to code. Like we didn't back then, but like, yeah, I think they're just teaching that sort of next level, next generation, that, lang- that new language, right? It's yeah. really useful. And then once you yeah. start thinking in that way, like, especially when you, you start to think about like programmatic coding yeah um and you just start to see the world in a different way yeah okay you built like you coded your own website right mm. what's your website pack8.com yeah <laughs> plug yeah. Yeah, the travel, come visit and you also have a travel travel blog as well 
so I condensed them all down to one, so it's just packet.com for everything. Oh, what yeah. happened to packet away? Uh, I just rolled it all into the packet. Pack oh, okay, yeah, yeah. sweet. Okay. So when you're on, we'll show the website, I can scroll yeah. through it. But like, you go to your packet.com and it's like your portfolio. But mm. when you hit blog, it takes you to the, the blog part, which was packet away. Yeah. yeah. So then I, I rolled all the posts from there into just the one site now. Yep. Yeah. Um, just so that like, just like initially, like most of the industry when it comes to travel blogs and stuff like that always have like domains and brands and stuff like that, that aren't exactly their name, uh-huh. which I found really interesting. And I was like, oh, I might as well just copy it for now. Right. And then eventually it was like, uh, maybe I'll just roll this back into my one name because I'm sick of updating yeah but pap k away is still your name <laughs> right but like more of like a yeah, like yeah. a separate thing yeah, yeah from something like, different yeah, gotcha. yeah yeah like okay. it, as a separate entity i think it like it worked really well yeah i just got sick of maintaining two two websites yeah because right. i like like you mentioned i, I custom coded everything so you know it, it's kind of a lot of overhead for a very little game yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i think also like your quite a good writer like your blog is very like well written and you it's post amazing. quite often it's um, thoughtful my which like, is hi friends yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i think like for me it's i find it hard to write as in like my brain i think is more visual and like i like pictures rather than text mm. and numbers i like um, you don't like so, reading just say i, 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 don't, I yeah. don't enjoy reading um so when i learn stuff it's always through videos or by doing mm. um, i guess so how did you sort of get into writing and how did you get into you also read a lot as well so mm. oh yeah. it's, it's because i guess it comes from like <laughs> well if i'm if i'm really bad at it, it comes from uh school yeah in that i like strongly opposed anything school taught me really yeah uh and i didn't go to uni i didn't you know go to college or anything like that like i, I flunked out a lot um and it's not that like I was dumb when I was a kid or whatever, but more than like... That's a wild days. Yeah. (laughs) That's not good to it. Yeah, right? Um, But also like, you know, I just didn't have any like actual motivation to do the things. But when I finished school, I realized that like I needed to start learning how to learn. Yeah. And so then I started actually like reading a lot and started to love reading. And, you know, I learned more in the first two years coming out of high school than I learned in you know all 12 years of high school yeah yeah yeah. Right. you're learning what you want i think that's important because yeah. like but i'm also learning in a way that's like custom more, yeah, yeah. and more efficient yeah. for me so yeah. like i crammed so much in in that like short amount of time yeah um because like school doesn't teach you how to, how to learn neither does uni like i didn't even show up to uni i was there maybe one hour a week maybe <laughs> like the thing or it costs like thirty thousand dollars or whatever but the thing that I learned from uni was that I could do anything because like I, right. I still got distinctions and stuff even though I didn't show up. So it's like if I can get a uni degree and like not do anything, like that means I can learn anything. So yeah, yeah, exactly. You just yeah. skip the bill. Just 100%, 100%. And, you know, I, I think for me, it was one of the best like life decisions that I made because I came out at the end of it like knowing more than I ever could have learned in uni yeah, and being in a much better place and having like a four year head start of from everyone else. Right. Yeah. So Cause like, everyone's still finishing uni. Exactly. Yeah. So like not a lot of people from like my age can say they've been in, in a career for almost a decade. Yeah. Uh, and so that makes me feel really like, like reassured about those life decisions. But how, how did you get into like obviously UX and stuff mm. without those qualifications? I guess like, cause Just studying myself. Because it's the same thing as like doing this whole like photography thing. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's kind of like you, you start with nothing. Yeah. And then you're like, what steps do I need to take to get but anywhere? But what a company want to see that piece mm. of paper? Mm. Like that well, like, sort of, I don't know. The problem with uni is that like they come up with a curriculum and it takes them forever to do it. And yep. then by the time they teach it, like it, especially something like tech. Yeah, it's, it's out, moved of, on, out like, of date. Five different yeah. steps, right? Yeah. But if you're learning to become a doctor, then it's kind of like you need you need yes. nothing really changes like, right yeah, yeah yeah so right but so, tech is quick moving yeah, yeah okay and in in tech and in uh, anything creative like any creative field like especially for when i'm talking to other creators or people who want to study like a creative field yeah i also don't like like personally i just skip uni right um, because you don't actually ever need the piece of paper at the end because you just show a portfolio is that right you need uh, a good portfolio right you need to show that you you're actually good at the craft rather than being like hey i can follow instructions here's my piece yeah. of paper so does that mean your portfolio was was it like stuff you've done for, for other companies or was <laughs> it more like so like 
personal projects and like that kind of stuff yeah my first portfolio was just all like super embarrassing like personal projects that i did okay okay. and you know i I was lucky to to start in uh one of my friends uh marketing agencies and got my leg up from there essentially but yeah i like would encourage any creative person when they're getting their start it's all about what you can make and all about like refining the craft yeah and then you figure out okay what steps do i need to take to to reach x goal yeah whilst i like build the craft so would you say that you like what you do is creative in in your office because what i do in my office like architecture people say it's creative Mm. but when you're in office it doesn't feel creative yeah it's like you're just kind of drawing floor plans every day it's like you just it's sometimes creative sometimes it's like but it's so different to what I did in uni where it's mm. like so conceptual. Mm. So that's why I guess I drawn towards photography because then it's sort of like a different side. So is it the same for you, I guess? Yeah, the same for me. Like, especially for UX and product design, it's less like, it, there is a level of creativity involved. Yeah. But the majority of my day is actually, well, when it comes to product design anyway, um, actually consists of solving problems. Yeah. And being in a very abstract very conceptual level okay i spend most of my time on a whiteboard more than i do like in the depths of ui or like visual design or anything like that right and i'm spending my time like doing concept maps or user journeys or you know flows or like drawing boxes and arrows more than i'm ever drawing like a button yeah yeah gotcha anything else right like yeah it's very it's very conceptual that's why i'm drawn to photography as well yeah because like you know i used to work at a place called atlassian and their product was... What do they do? So they, they make software for teams. Yeah, like Jira, Confluence, stuff like that. Right. We use it at our company. Yeah. Right. Huge, yeah. huge company. You know, um, Sydney's biggest tech story, yeah. Yeah. tech darling, etc. But the product in and of itself is is kind of bland. Sounds yeah, boring. Yeah, it's very <laughs> simple. Yeah, you just kind of like... Well, it's not simple. It's extremely complex. As in like, but it's like, simple to use and it's bland. But, yeah. Right, but yeah. it's bland. Yeah. Um, and so trying to solve problems and like create those, you know, a compelling experience for that doesn't excite the creative juices in the way that yeah, I wanted yeah. it to be excited. Yeah. So yeah, I was naturally drawn to photography because of that, right? I guess also, I mean, for me, architecture takes a long time. So mm. like, photography and instagram is so instant mm. that that's sort of what draws you towards you know keep keep posting keep creating keep making and the feedback yeah. loop is yeah is, yeah is very quick yeah super super quick is it, is it quick as well for you or is it slow in sort of your industry no it, it well in in product like projects can take well especially in my place like they're supposed to be lean yeah um but some of my projects can take you know six months to a year yeah, depending okay. on what it is yeah right? so those stuff still take time yeah. yeah like depending on the complexity of the problem and depending on what you're building and those kind of things like they, they take a long long time yeah whereas like you know you take a photo i don't think i've ever worked on a project that's longer than like two weeks <laughs> what about your videos <laughs> like videos sure but like an actual kind of active job and stuff like but you, your japan video you said took three months like yeah, sort that's of that, that's sort of yeah okay well an architecture like, a, scope- a building could one of our jobs in the office has lasted like 10 years. It hasn't <laughs> even started building yet. Right. And sometimes you so, get really frustrated with that. I guess, Because yeah. you're like, you're constantly banging that drum of like, working at it every single day. Yeah. And although you can see like, little things move, you're like, oh, this thing is so huge. Like, how do I finish this? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't even get built after you've worked so much and doesn't get approval and then mm. it just doesn't get built. So it's like, you kind of, what did you do the last 10 years? Yeah we, you know? yeah. we have that too. So in product design, we take a lot uh, like a very big experimental approach. Yep. So we build like a hypothesis case and we're testing constantly through experimentation, trying to validate those hypotheses. Yep. And sometimes when you build things, they just don't go the way you planned and then you have to like kill it. And yeah. that's like all of your work gone, right? Yep. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Instagram stuff is quite personal. So you can push out your own thing. You can do whatever you want mm. and, and, and get that instant sort of, um the likes bro <laughs> okay um so i guess i don't know next topic maybe we could talk about like how you found your style and how you found what you enjoy shooting like i guess like how did you get to the to where you are today mm. how did you build your style because i feel like your style you started it and it kind of spread out like a little bit yeah yeah went everywhere 
Yeah, because you started with architecture. You started shooting everything, and mm. then you n- now narrowed yourself to <laughs> and not narrowed, but like you used to yeah. shoot architecture in Sydney. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> a lot of things, and and it, like I I don't regret that. And if I had to repeat that process, yeah, I would yeah, do yeah, exactly yeah. the same thing. I think like, we all started. You posted that, that look up shot, and it was like, haha, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that was when you first started. That's the kind of stuff you shoot. It's like oh, you this is Sydney. Like, <laughs> you don't do that anymore. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like so style is a funny thing. I think. You know, and I, I, t- I talked about this on on side of Adobe livestream like a couple of months ago, and, and we talked about like finding your style through post processing. Yep. But you know, in that I mentioned that you know style comes from from the very start, like what you're shooting and why you shoot it. Yep. And um, you know, especially when for people who try and like want to find their style, when they're actively searching for it. Yeah, yeah. I think like the biggest thing is like it's kind it's kind of like traveling like you don't know what you don't know until you know it yep so like you have to try everything and you have to be like oh i shot this architecture piece do i like it do i not yeah does this resonate with me can i keep posting this i don't know maybe yes no whatever yeah and then you keep doing that with like every single category until you start to find things that resonate with you yeah and the same thing goes with like a visual aesthetic like mm-hmm. You, you just know. like add heaps of fade to it, like to everything, and then it all looks like, like style. <laughs> or like you make everything blue. Like, right. I think those are the people who try and force style. Yeah. And like yeah. they don't know how to shoot nature because there's greens that they've never dealt with greens. Mm. And like city, sh- that's sh- city shooters, and like opposites kind of true as well. Yeah, and it, and it's not until like you go and try and uh, do that consistently that you learn how to deal with deal with like greens like, deal, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah i think like for me now i'm at that point where i'm like okay i'm in this like kind of bluish phase oh yeah. you're doing like a themey thing right now right kind of but like you not, did for a while. not even that that like themey right it's yeah. like compared to other people it's it's not a lot Demis is, uh, <laughs> doing all your i do, checkerboard thing I do like a light photo a dark photo a light photo a dark photo but it's very mm. subtle like yeah. um it's just a way for me to to figure out what I should post next or else I just get really lost. It's like, oh, there's all these options, but I think I just narrow it down to a light photo or a dark photo. Mm-hmm. And then that's how I just build my feed. So like at the moment, yeah, my feed's all blue, kind of. Um, but... You're talking about it's grey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like whenever people are like, oh, how do you find your style, man? Like you, you, you literally just got to experiment. Yes. Like I've been through so many different phases of editing and I think like you guys have seen it, right? Like, and even now on my second account, like I was yeah, doing the black and white for a while. I was doing black and white for a while. Now I'm doing like warm. Yeah. And now I'm thinking of like, oh, should I go to like warm and cool? Like type thing on my main. Like, yeah. And and like, just gotta be fearless and do it. I think also like if you were not confident enough to put it on your main account, you can just have a backup account and test it out and right. like just experiment and have fun with it and don't put so much pressure on yourself. What's your short answer that you always give them? Do you reply comments and stuff? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, so what's... In terms of style? How do I find my style? You, your feed is so... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> shoot more, edit more, and just like do it every day. Yeah. And, like, like I put yeah. my hours in, man. Like I, I wrote a post um, the other day on, you know, how to grow on Instagram. Yeah. And one of the things I wrote about, like in, in the passage was like, you don't see the thousands of hours someone has put into like your favorite influencer account, right? Yeah. Like, you know, your favorite influencer's account looks like X, but you don't see all their plane rides and all the countless late night editing and all that kind of stuff for other yep. thousands of hours, right? Like for me, even like I was explaining this to my colleague the other day, who's just getting into photography. Like I shot half a million frames in my first couple of years. Yeah. And not, a lot of people can say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You've seen our shoot. I burst everything. So right. It's like, I have like triple the amount of photos you have. Right, right. Uh, but I don't, I, yeah. and I don't burst a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like you just got to put the hours in. Yeah. Because until you put the hours in, you don't you don't know what you don't know. Like you think, like a lot of people think they're good in the first like under 10,000 frames that mm. they've shot. But you don't know enough about the world of photography to be able to know, even like start to refine your style or like even know yeah. what styles work yeah and those kind of at things. the start you like, take a photo and it's the best photo in the world every single photo you take is the best <laughs> like, photo right yeah. 10 like, years later you need to look at it and reassess <laughs> and like, yeah and that's the thing like like i think that that statement alone hits the nail on the head 
every single shoot you go out on when you first start yeah. you always get your best photo yes until the more you shoot yep. like that the best photo gets stretched out even longer and longer and longer the more you shoot yeah to the point where like i haven't got a photo i'm 100 percent happy with in a very very long time yeah yeah and it's supposed to be like that yeah, yeah, yeah right so like style and that kind of stuff comes with work man yeah so i guess like that's that. sort of like what you shoot like the, the content of what you shoot and then for editing i think it's just like what you're sort of what you're drawn towards more so like if you mm. prefer cooler colors or warmer colors you should always edit it that way rather than like copying someone like just think when you move the slider left or right which one's better in your head mm. like just sort of just assess it that way and then a style will form from that just for like if you just do one photo at a time and a style will sort of form from that i think mm. i like, like to... don't look for your style like it'll come to you naturally i think like yeah right. i don't think exactly. all my photos don't... look different in my head but i think if you look at it as a as a feed it kind of yeah. looks similar well, like but everyone else would be like oh you have like this amazing like consistent styles like yeah I, I think yeah. i because I, I, I edit each photo differently yeah like, it's not going to be the same right um for, even for me like it's only been recently that i've been editing everything in a similar way right so i mean that even that exercise has been really interesting as well because i was like you where i just individually edit a single photo yeah but now i throw the same preset on every single photo and then edit it from there yeah and it's turning out to be a lot more consistent in that respect okay but that in and of itself is an experiment as well, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it might not work. It might not yeah, work. Exactly. You're just playing around with it. Like, you just got to have fun with it, you know, like, yeah, yeah, that kind of deal. It's, it's, it's really interesting. And I think like when you're first starting out, what, what I most, like what I tell people the most, especially when it comes to post-processing is like, okay, what is the image and the style you have in your head? And then can you get it out? on Lightroom straight away. Yeah. Do you know exactly what to do to translate like your mind onto like the actual image? Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think I know. Cause yeah. we do it all the time. Like, right, but, but if yeah, not, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. then you're not there yet, right? Like yeah. until you have like complete mastery over like, huh, I can edit it like this or I can copy the exact editing style this guy does. Yeah. Or I can copy the exact editing style this guy does. Yeah. Until you're at that point of mastery, you shouldn't be worrying about how you like try and perfect your, yeah, your just aesthetic. Have fun with right? it and like have fun with yeah. it. Like you know, learn more and you know, get to that point. Yeah, there's a big gap between when you start and like what's in your mind, the vision in your mind, and what you can actually produce. Yeah, but like eventually that kind of closes the gap. Exactly. Yeah, and I was explaining this to my my friend the other day as well. Like you know, you go out. It used to be the case for me anyway that I'd only ever have one out of every one hundred to be a keeper yep. of like what I would shoot, right? But nowadays it's like one out of every five or 10 shots yeah, could, yeah. I could post yes. because like the translation between like what, what is in your mind's eye and what actually comes out at the end is like, it gets better and better and better. Yeah, I think also like for me, cause I do a lot of Photoshop, um, I guess <laughs> you guys not so much, I guess. <laughs> um, but um, people ask me how I come up with my ideas and stuff like that. How, how do I think that way or whatever? But, like, it all, again, comes through practice. Mm. And, like, thinking... I, I mean, the way I learned to think about images and, and graphics and stuff came from architecture. And so, like, it's all to do with symmetry and lines. So, I'm always thinking in that way. Yeah. And so, uh, like, mirroring something is, like... I'm already thinking about that when I'm shooting most of the time. Mm. Um, so, it's just the way you train yourself to think about something. Right. And then the, you need to learn those skills to create that on the computer. Mm. So you shoot for it and yep. then you, yeah, I guess. And then a lot of the photos I take go to like my backlog and then I think about the ideas later on mm. and then I, oh, I can do this with this one. And then you, you kind of bring it back. Um, how how yeah. far ahead do you plan your feed? This guy's like... No, I don't. I, I, I plan my feed three days, two <laughs> or three days. Of, like, because he's working Because I, like, yeah, I work, so, so I have to... That. I have but like, to how about you? Yeah, I'm not that much of a planner when it comes to the feed. Much, yeah, yeah, so. yeah like only because well if i have a lot of backlog i'll plan it yeah but if i have little backlog like i have right now and i'm just doing reposts yeah. just to like feed the beast for a bit because yeah, yeah. realistically that's what we all have to do um then i am very much like oh shit i have to post in half an hour yeah which one do you pick <laughs> yeah do you use like a uh like an app that views like a yep that so i use an app called unum which my friend cookie yep. Y'all yeah. know Koki? Uh, I started using it too, here and there. 
It's really good, uh, especially yeah. if you have like some level of backlog. Yeah. Um, even if you have like nine images, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's nice I usually don't have backlog, but I want to see how the next photo looks next to the the previous yeah. one. That too. That yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think I ha- I sometimes do stuff for like I don't know if Stranger Things comes out or when Game of Thrones comes. I kind of want to do an edit for that. Yeah. And so that kind of gets squeezed into the yeah, and then that you can changes. Rearrange yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's kind of good. Yesterday you called me at ten to nine, so we posted at nine, right? Yeah. And you're talking to me about something. I, I can't talk to you, man. I'm trying to edit something <laughs> up. And like, oh, I was, like man, furiously, to me. furiously looking for like something to post. And and the editor was like, I, I didn't hear anything. I'm just editing. I'm about to post. He's just like, I was like, okay, do whatever, Demis. Just whatever. <laughs> Lucy goes. Lucy goes. Ben seems like he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Yeah, I don't think, he, I think he's busy. Well, like, I, it's close to nine, man. I posted at like 10 past or 20 past. Or yeah, yeah, and you were still late. Right? I made it. I know. <laughs> okay. Traveling, let's talk about traveling. Yeah. Where have you been? Like, yeah, where have you been? Oh. Japan. <laughs> so you like Japan. I really love Japan. Me too. Yeah. Me I mean, too. All the three of us love I think everyone, love I think everyone yeah, like, who follows us knows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've been to Japan seven times. Going, so crazy we did the trip that trip was good we did quite a bit mm. me you tk and koki for a bit started last year where did we go we went from tokyo to nagano i uh, know mount fuji fuji and then Mag- koki met us in mount fuji yes and then we went to nagano yeah then we like gallivanted around the the alps for a while yeah doing like the monkeys and the castles and remember when the car started uh, like sliding back on that hill and like <laughs> <laughs> right, the monkey part yeah 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 Turkey yeah. <laughs> was driving he'd step on it and he'd just keep going back I was like oh shit why because yeah. you guys were too heavy it was really icy oh right oh wow yeah that was that was an adventure <laughs> yeah. yeah we were like gallivanting around in like in, in the snow and all that kind of stuff yeah. and went on this amazing hike in, in this like dense single lane forest what hike Oh, it was like a two two kilometer walk. Oh, to the monkey place. No, no, to you know the the tall trees of one. Oh yeah, that was. Day. It didn't feel like long in my head because it was like all amazing and stuff. But yeah, it was yeah. actually quite far. It was actually quite far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I did that in boosts. You yeah. Remember that? Oh really? Like, yeah. I like waterproof. It with, yeah. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> it was like it was fine. <laughs> it was totally fine. They, it's like amazing. ice is dry. Mm, yeah, it's yeah, not wet. Yeah. But like um, you guys were shooting photos along that long stretch, and like I, me and Koki walked faster that spot. And as soon as I got there, I had to quickly yell to get you to come quickly. Because <laughs> that was the spot. Like, yeah, yeah. There was color there, I guess. Like, we were just having so much fun all the way there. Yeah. We've got to go back. That was a great trip. Yeah. Because it's like a part of Japan that we, we don't normally yeah. see. It's hard yeah. to get to. Like, it's also really Ryan Mamba went and... there without a car. You have to get a bus and then you have to walk like, mm. like two hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Japan's really hard to, to drive as well. Like finding a car in Japan is usually hard. Unless you rent one or something. Or like... Oh, you Tokyo and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. also really expensive to, to like, have a car to have yeah. a car to own a car and then like the tolls are really expensive as well yeah yeah you yeah. were sleeping in the back i was in the front seat right and like we'd hit the tolls and it was like 50 60 dollars a toll and yeah. like, that's just one of them yeah yeah Holy that's crap. us dollars really as well. wow yeah like i me and Koki from my not last trip but trip before the to kyushu, kyushu uh we drove that entire that entire time and so we drove all the way around kyushu like literally was it a rental car uh, yeah, yeah, yeah right. a rental car. So, How many days? Uh, I think it's like seven, six, six or seven days or something like that. Right. So with the guide as well. The yeah. three of you. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How awkward me, is right? it with the guy? Yeah, so like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like didn't need him obviously. because yeah, Koki speaks Japanese, yes. right? Like <laughs> I felt the same way in, in Hakuba. Oh, you have a guide as well. Hakuba, sorry, in Hakuba. Yeah, yeah I had like, a guide. Like for context, this was for Visit Japan AU. Yeah. Yeah. So they have this thing where. The tourism board. Yeah. The the tourism board have this thing where like. All all trips need to be like sanctioned by like an official proper tour guide. Yeah. Because then they can give you facts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's nice. Japanese people love facts. And they they have a lot of history in their country. So they want to tell that to to people coming in and stuff Mm. like that. Yeah. Well, they have like a. A pass, or like they've studied for it, so yeah, they can actually yeah. tell you about the place. Yeah, but it's but like it's very difficult for people like us, dude. To... You were driving, dude. like <laughs> I, was... I had to get her to re or like organize the whole entire day, and she was like stressing out and stuff. Because yeah, <laughs> but... especially when like we we want to chase light, and yeah. you know we yeah. want to yeah you know organize the, the places for the time and all that kind of stuff. It's like yeah, it's hard, man. <laughs> yeah, and then like we're there for like an hour, and we're just shooting. And then the, the, the guide would just be standing there like... That's yeah, like, you think about I, it. What do I do? <laughs> you feel slack for him, but like that's also... He's getting paid to just do nothing. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. and travel a bit. Yeah, yeah I guess so. 
<laughs> it's not a bad gig, right? Yeah, yeah nah. You just, you just have to wake up at like 4 a.m. every day with so, us. <laughs> yeah, but, well, Craig was driving. I was driving. Oh. Uh, <laughs> mostly. Oh, the guy didn't drive? No. Nah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're no, the driver. No. Yeah, I, I drove... That, that trip I drove the majority of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... What car did you have? Uh, a little family one. No, nah, it was like a... It was like a six-seater. It was a bigger one. Toyota? Yeah. I, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably a Toyota. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of those. What's your, what's your favorite place in Japan? I still haven't done Hokkaido and stuff. You haven't done the north, right? Yeah, I haven't done the north. I'm going to do the north at the end of the year. Um, I'm inclined to say Fuji, yeah. But... It's just just Fuji, though. It's just Fuji. And... uh, I don't know. I guess, like, I I still haven't explored enough of Tokyo. You know, I've been there for months. But still, like, Tokyo's f***ing huge, man. Yeah. You know? Uh, I was trying to explain the scale to one of my work friends. And it's like... One of their districts is, like, the size of Sydney. Yeah, yep. they have like twenty-seven districts. Yeah, <laughs> but Tokyo is the best. Like, I love, Insane. I love Tokyo. I love Tokyo. You need to explore it with like local people. Mm. Yeah. So like Yuma took us around and stuff, and like I, I would never go to those places. Like, yeah, I wouldn't know to go to those mm. places. Yeah, I think like once you've been there for a little while, you 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 can venture out on your own and start doing like your own explorations and stuff like that. And there's just so much. Yeah, it's insane. I love it, and of course Kyoto Kyoto's great as well. But I feel like. It's not as good as Tokyo in terms of like the places you can see and do and do things and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's really good. I mean, all of Japan is great. I, yeah. yeah. I love Japan. What do you think about Osaka? Osaka, <laughs> I, I just haven't given it enough of a chance, if I'm fair. I, it, I, did, I didn't mind Osaka. I've been there like been four there. times, but I've it's never... It's a place to chill, I think. Yeah. And, like meet friends and that kind of stuff. I think that yeah. kind of vibe, like having, like hanging out, having beers or whatever, is like... It's a good place I've only been there once and i went to universal studios and it was just fun like i it was like one of my first times back in japan i had a good time mm. i didn't mind it it was like a good lead up to tokyo it's like a good preparation <laughs> yeah, right. well, like, yeah. if you go to tokyo, tokyo yeah, to yeah. osaka it's like backwards yeah though. but <laughs> if you go I, we started osaka and then kyoto and then tokyo kind of builds your way up to it so it was kind of good it's like a like a sydney melbourne type thing but on an extreme level yeah <laughs> <Good more. laughs> Stand up a it's it's, it's the gap is definitely bigger. bigger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right. Melbourne, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, definitely. But how how was it uh, working with a tourism board? It was good. JNTO is really good. Yeah. Only like the agency that uh, I work with for JNTO is they're really nice people, and I've worked with them a bunch of times, yeah. and they're really professional and know what they're doing. You know, working with a tourism board, I think, is great. Yeah. Like I think a lot of listeners all want that. Like for a, a company to send you somewhere to kind of travel and like yeah working with brands working with companies tourism boards and stuff yeah yeah, yeah but I always tell them like just save up your money and just do it yourself, do it yourself. I've only I ever agree. done one tourism job I think one or oh, maybe two you you got lucky though they sent you to like Team Lab and stuff and like yeah and like <laughs> it was definitely my style of photography and I guess so that's, you like, that's why anyway. they picked me yeah yeah you don't always get that lucky though yeah like, like, you're on I literally could itinerary. pick exactly what I wanted to do. Well, um, like, I mine. Yeah. I went over to this place, right? I was with another Aussie guy, this big Aussie dude from uh, Jesse from Perth. Yep. And then on the schedule, I don't know, like, they must have accidentally put it in or whatever because uh, the driver and them had a different schedule. But he took us to this place and we we're making, like, toy dolls. And, like, this big-ass dude, and, like, this, this five-year-old was next to us. And I was like, um... <laughs> the, the tour guy was like, hey, uh, let's go. <laughs> but, yeah, there's... It's good to see, like, other parts of Japan, though. Mm. Yeah, so. I, I would probably never have gone to Hakuba if I didn't do this trip. And yeah. it was cool. Like, There's so much yeah. of it to explore. Uh, we should do a snow trip to Japan. 100%. Next I don't year. know how to... Do you know the board? Do you know the ski or no. snowboard? No. No. I <laughs> we, just we do, can learn. You can do go pizza, away, and then you just try to go really slow <laughs> and not fall. <laughs> did, you, did you ski last time you... No, nah, I've skied once in, like in yeah, yeah. snowy mountains, but I... I I found it really hard. <laughs> I, I heard snowboarding's better. Um, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Snowboarding's great. Especially yeah. if you can like skateboard or like yeah, yeah, yeah. surf. It's pretty natural. Yep. I don't know how to do any of that. Damn. <laughs> well, we can start in the beginner yeah, slopes. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, we should do a snow trip for sure. So other than other than Japan, where else have you been, been to? Uh, everywhere. Southeast Asia, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then outside of that, States... I guess the only major place that I haven't been is like anywhere South America or Europe. New York and stuff? Uh, I haven't been to New York. Yeah. You guys go to New York. I need to do New York. Yeah, I'm doing well. New York. Like it's Tokyo. Tokyo and New York are like pretty 
top two for sure. Mm. Yeah. But I'd say Tokyo just, and then it'd be close New York. Mm. You're yeah, going. I'm, I'm going in October. Yeah, yeah. I'm so so nice. excited. So much architecture and buildings. And <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's why Tokyo <laughs> and New York are the two. You know, like, um, and also Chicago. I'm really excited for Chicago as well. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty good place for architecture. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you've yeah. been to what India? Uh, yeah, Hong Thailand, Kong, Hong Kong, Thailand, Thailand, Vietnam. Yep. Uh, what else? Singapore. Singapore, Singapore. Malaysia. Korea? Have you been to Korea? Not yet. No, yet. I want. I think I'm gonna go this this year. Okay. Um, to see Hoje. Yeah. Hover side. Shout out Hover side. <laughs> yeah. So our friend Hoje has been trapped. Uh, <laughs> He's being recruited for for the army for like the last almost two years. Yeah. Actually, two years now August. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was only one half that is one point one year eight months oh okay mm. okay and but, so he's he's getting out very soon okay so, this month yeah so start of uh November I might go go see him he's not gonna be there has he not yeah, told you no halfway through he's, he's leaving New York yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah is he coming back to Sydney uh, I think he's coming back early next year okay yeah sweet um, but yeah but yeah I definitely want to go to Korea um, Korea and China are like surprisingly really high on my list for some reason um, yeah China seems kind of cool as well. I want yeah, to go to China. You need a visa and like you need to sort that stuff out. And yeah, it's okay. There's also VPN issues and, and internet issues. Yeah, just looking stuff up is like, man, you kind of use Google. Just <laughs> like, basic kind of things as you get blocked out. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> should try it out. Like I've only been in Shanghai, so I don't think that counts. Yeah, it's I pretty think... like progressive. Yeah, you guys, I'm guessing you want to do all the nature kind of spots. like Everything. Yeah, Jiangji, Jiangji, yeah. and then like obviously I, I want to go to place. I want to go to Beijing, like like all the major major cities like Beijing, Guangzhou, Shanghai. Like everyone says I mean, that Beijing compared to Shanghai is more like mainland. Yeah, like it's rougher. Yeah, I've been there when I was a kid, yeah. but not after like Olympics and stuff like that. It's changed so much. Mm. Keen um, to get like the full spectrum of like Chinese culture there, like great, yeah, like full rural. Like give me the hats, give me the the animals, yeah, and like. Yeah, yeah. Give me the places in the, in the sticks, like <laughs> that's no that reception. Guy's, the the animals in the hats, like old guy. He's like an Instagram <laughs> model, bro. right? He is now. <laughs> yeah. But then, like all the way to the other end of the spectrum, like crazy architecture and you know the insane technology and lights and all those kind of things. Like it's not what I thought it was gonna be for sure. Like I've always had this vision of like mainland China being like kind of rough, but yeah. Shanghai is pretty. Yeah, it's a proper city. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Shanghai yeah, yeah. is nice. Like any other like. First world city, right? A lot of ex- expats <laughs> there and stuff, right? Like uh, working yeah, there. Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah. They just like, they like to spit. <laughs> uh, uh, they, they, yeah, I'm not going to do it on the pop. High def, high def. Yeah, I told you the story of like, we're eating at a cafe. No, you haven't. I don't we're sitting at the window, like a uh, window thing, eating yep. a bagel and a coffee. Yep. And like, it's so quiet in Shanghai because like everyone's on electric scooters yep. to the point that like it's quieter than Sydney, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They should adopt it everywhere in Asia. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like you could hear him like building up his like his spit from like halfway down the street. <laughs> and then he kept me, me and Blow were just looking at him from like left all the way. And then he, he spat right in front of us on the street. Yeah. Like, oh man. Why? <laughs> but this was like day seven. So I was like, ah, oh, you still used to it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Still, what a jerk. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's accepted there, I guess. But right. It's nasty. Yeah. Okay, I could do without that though. Um, <laughs> no, that's China. <laughs> They're kind of known for that, I think. But yeah, keen, keen to explore like Korea, China. Um, you know, I want to do the whole Europe thing as well eventually. Yeah, but it's so expensive. expensive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I wonder, like, I mean, it's great that you can travel to all those different locations. Yeah, like, really everything is quite close. close. Yeah. yeah, but like it's so expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. how yeah, many can you travel to really? Like one, and then I you think, have to come home. I think we're planning. Europe maybe uh, April-ish next year maybe we'll see yeah thinking about it but yeah. not gonna do Sakura again um, I wanna maybe try a different place yeah yeah yeah. Sakura was super lucky uh, this like, year I didn't even expect to get it like mm. it was just lucky yeah well yeah. cause I went two weeks after you mm-hmm. and it just bloomed really late mm. yeah got lucky indeed yeah. global warming so what do you use yeah what do you what do you shoot on and like what gear do you usually carry when you're out shooting gear you know, I like talking about gear. Yeah, everyone loves to talk everyone about gear. Everyone likes to talk about gear. <laughs> so, mostly I shoot with two bodies, but only because I like the convenience of not switching lenses. Yep. That's kind of it. Um, but the two bodies I keep with me are a7 III and then a7 R3. Yep. Uh, and then the two lenses that I usually keep on those bodies are 1635 and then a 85. Right. And that's actually kind of it. 
Okay. So, like, I only shoot with, like, mainly two focal lengths. Okay. Um, off the side in my pocket, I'll always have my RX100 with me, which is a 24 to 200. Yeah. But I rarely shoot anything. <laughs> so much gear. Past that. <laughs> so like, it's two... It's, it's essentially just two lenses, right? But that's a lot of gear. Like, I mean, to have two bodies... And a little... So like a... Two lenses and, and a camera. camera. I mean, I think price-wise, it gets quite expensive. Price-wise, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... But gear-wise, like, gear it's yeah. not a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. it's actually less than what most people have. Yeah. Because a lot of people have, like, one body and then, like, six lenses yeah. or, like, four lenses. I or carry whatever. one body and three lenses. Right. That's, yeah. So, it's, like, it's one body and three lenses is the same as two bodies and two lenses, right? Yeah, yeah. Same shit. Yeah. Um, and then, so, then the things that are, like, completely optional that I have at home that I may take with me, depending on, like, if it's situational or not, is uh, 10 mil. Yep. Uh, 24 which I actually mostly bring with me because it's... 2470 or 24? Just 24. 2414. Yep. Yep. It's like, it's tiny. It's like smaller than my phone. Okay. Um, so I bring it all the time. And then 100-400 with a 2X teleconverter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2X so teleconverter is great. Why do you need 800? You know what? I don't know. <laughs> the quality, like, I, I feel like you're 400. The quality, the bokeh is kind of weird. It... It's, it's not, not nice. It's not even compared like... Compared to like the 200. Yeah. And, and at 400, it's like like a 5.6 yeah and you get like the atmospheric kind of hazy at 400 there's so much atmosphere for you to deal with yeah i'm actually thinking about so i'm thinking about doing a long trip like sometime next year mm -hmm. um and i'm thinking about just completely ditching tellies just in general and it's just kind of useful sometimes yeah, 7200 but, is, but then, is useful i think but then i have my rx right so yeah. then you know like yeah. if you're like for those kind of shots especially like all i'm looking for is distance i'm not looking for like bokeh or anything like that yeah, yeah, yeah. so when bokeh like doesn't like come over into 100 the bokeh is fine over 100 mil like, right so yeah. then like my rx is more than fine for that so i can replace like an entire big ass telly thing with one little yeah one little I, thing i've considered <laughs> a 100 400 but that's a, a bit much and it, the lens is huge but so like yeah. a 7200 f4 yeah consider that as well yeah the yeah. 7200 f4 is it's pretty light it's light to, and but it's still like it's still quite big that's I, i'd long. rather carry the 2.8 as in like but yeah if you're gonna compare the two yeah, i'd yeah. rather carry the 2.8 yeah but, but in any case um so yeah the two bodies two lenses that's my main main setup really and then uh i got a mavic 2 pro mm -hmm. uh with a whole bunch of batteries and that's kind of it do you use the smart controller <laughs> so i did yep um but i don't anymore okay just because like it's nice, don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah and the yeah. experience of flying it, it and feels like, so like solid. It yeah. feels solid. It's like it feels great in the hand, and like <laughs> the screen is so bright and looks great. Yeah. But it's heavy, and do you really need it? Yeah. Like how much bag space does it take up, especially when you're traveling a lot, right? Yeah. Like, Demis uses the same bag that I use, the the Peak Design Everyday Backpack Twenty. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly, like if you have that in there, you've got another almost two kilos to carry yeah them. yeah uh -huh. yeah so it's pretty heavy okay like i'm scared of checking bags in now mm. especially camera bags right dude like they it's seven kilos is mm. the limit yeah like, well, no never. one can ever like especially we have a laptop in there it's like oh, well, like, you add, can't ever. like a, a smart controller and a normal controller that's like it's 800 slightly grams, 700 yeah. grams. but that matters like when yeah. you're trying to mm. yeah big time so when i'm thinking about like um, what is the, the minimum amount of gear that I'm going to carry? Yeah. Like the smart controller suddenly doesn't make as much sense, especially like the range difference between the smart controller and like the regular controller is only very little. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like screen's so nice though. Yeah. I think for me, it, it's I such a nice piece of tech. Use yeah. the smart controller because I don't want to use my phone. Like I just yeah. want to save the battery on my phone. So it's like you have an extra kind of screen on you. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why I use the smart controller. Yeah, mm. that makes perfect sense too. Yeah. I used to use my, like I had a shitty iPhone 6 yeah. that like I just never got rid of Yeah, I couldn't sell and now it's like way too late to sell it. Yeah, and I used to get mm. old phones and stuff are good too. Yeah, yeah, they're great too. But then you got to carry an extra phone and it's like, yeah, uh, it's also a pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but then I guess like, I don't know, another question we could ask you is like, does gear matter? Like, like... Yeah. Careful what you say. <laughs> no, I'm saying, well, I'm saying, I'm saying like... Yeah uh for a beginner or for someone who's already expert like, i guess someone who's already expert should know this answer i guess mm -hmm. um yeah so i guess we'll just talk to the beginners well well even like beginners and it like it's the mindset thing just in general yeah and that doesn't matter like whether you're experienced or not but yeah you know for me like whenever i get asked this question 
I would say yes, it matters. Yeah. But okay. it yeah. matters because, and not in the way you think it does. <laughs> um, but it's it always the answer. <laughs> it matters because, you know, when people say does gear matter, what they're actually talking about is does it matter for my motivation to go shoot? Yep. Okay. Right? Like, it, what, what someone's actually asking is like, do I need the, the motivation to go shoot with whatever camera I have at the, like, that given point in time? Yeah. Or is it that, like, my creative vision isn't served by the gear that I already own? Yeah. Right? So, you know, I think gear matters in terms of, like, executing a creative vision. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't get a 10 millimeter smartphone shot, for example. You can't get an 85-1-4 yeah, bokeh yeah. in portrait mode equivalent for like yeah, a, a yeah, smartphone, yeah. right? Yeah. They're not the same. Yeah. Um, so gear matters, right? But then like the motivation for whether someone should actually go out and shoot with the thing that they've got is a different matter altogether yeah, than yeah, yeah. the actual gear and the quality but of I the I guess craft, people right? are just like comparing, oh, which, which brand is better? Like, I guess uh, in terms of that kind of stuff, mm. I feel like everything's kind of caught up and they're like, asking you the because they, they like your style yeah and they want to achieve what you can do with your camera mm. yeah so in that regard it doesn't matter yes like, yeah mostly in, anyway in that regard it's kind of like does it matter if you drive a ferrari or like a camry if you're getting from point a to point b no yeah i guess so right yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, you're going to get there regardless yeah whether or not i'll you, get there you faster break, yeah, right 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 <laughs> you can, right right, right. Get an Uber, but, right. like the, the speed is your creative control and your creative difference, right? Like, um, but you're still ultimately getting there in the same way. Yep. So in that respect, no, gear doesn't matter. But in every other respect, yes. Yes, it does. Yeah, okay. You have to say yes because you have so much gear. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Anyway. I mean, we all, like, all of yeah. us have a lot of gear, right? And we all like yeah. gear. So I couldn't say... But I guess, like, let, when I think about it, if someone goes to me, would you rather shoot on a Canon or a Sony? For me, I personally like to shoot on a Sony because yeah. I've grown up with that system and sure. I... The shitty menus and the... I know it better. <laughs> like, I know it better. Like, we, you? like when it comes to brand loyalty, I think that's kind of dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. We, we always talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. We like... spoke about last week about how they've pit us against each other. Mm. Like Sony owners versus like Canon users. and Yeah, yeah but I mean, if, if someone put a Canon in my hand, I... I think I can still use it. 100%. Like, it's not like I'm going to throw it in the bit. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to keep, you know, if it's a great camera, it's still a great camera. Yeah, and it all comes um, down to the person, right? Yeah. I think for, for me personally, this comes back to my love of tech and I'm always about tech loyalty. Yeah. What company is doing the best thing that suits me in the best way possible? And for me, that's Sony. But... I was talking to Sark about this, right? I reckon Sony is like a tech camera brand for like tech lovers. Maybe, maybe it is. Feels like that way. <laughs> maybe it is, right? Like all the bells and whistles and like yeah, the brand loyalty thing is 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 dumb. It's look at whatever the the market is doing, and find the thing that works best for you. Like yeah, and yeah, but the thing with cameras is that like it's an investment. No, like, like you're not gonna buy like three different bodies of like Sony, or, like you know. Well, so once you, you kind of you have to kind of pick one. But you might. And some well, people do. Yeah, I right? started on like, a Canon, yeah, and then do you I own any <coughs> Canon gear at the moment. I did. I don't anymore. But when you, I started, yeah. I picked the Canon, and then I did a bit of research. I'm like, oh, mm. the Sony's are full frame, and they're smaller, well, so switching, I'm gonna try. So. Switching brands is fine, but what I mean is like, you can't like have a Sony camera and a Canon. Like, it doesn't really make too much financial se- sense. But I, I have a Fuji. I have are. a Fuji, like a point and shoot. But like I rarely use it, and I it's meant to. A lot of people who have Sony uh, Canon lenses on a Sony body just use that Metabones, but like they it still works for them. Yeah, someone. Um, yeah. yeah, and you're using two cameras right now, right? Two competing brands. Like <laughs> it's it, it it all varies on like you know whatever your use cases. I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I I wouldn't own two like photography bodies. Mm. Just doesn't make sense. Shout so yesterday we asked you guys some questions um, to ask Pat, and let's let's go through some of these questions. Let's do it. Um, so YCP430 asks, uh, do you think photographers should show real-world photos without color grading? No. Um, same. Like yeah, same. Stri- straight up no. <laughs> yeah. I think like for your artistic vision and for like... But you... depends though. Photojournals like, and stuff. Though. Yes. Photojournals uh, photo mm-hmm. still edit. But I'm saying, like, if you're an artist and a creative, 
You want to show your creativity, yeah. Right. Even as a photojournalist, I think like like when you're shooting in RAW, that in and of itself doesn't necessarily depict the scene as it actually was anyway. Yep. So you still need to edit that to a point of realism, right? Yep. So regardless of like what genre you're actually shooting in, you should always be editing. Because like the output of whatever you're editing is like the true essence of what you're trying to say. Yep. So like the answer is flat out like you should be editing. Okay. <laughs> in my in my perspective anyway. Well I mean some people see colours differently. Mm. Right? <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> saying like I'm saying like <laughs> we, we edited slight, the first episode and then like I color graded and stuff and then my I lip was it. so pink because uh, it was flat and Ben can't see pink and I was I like pink. Ben like, why is my lips so pink and this is just like it's because so like we have a I have a tan from uh, similar yeah you're really pale in that one but anyway next question uh, I'll ask one Phil Tiona uh, did you meet Demis in a GNS event how did you guys start to connect and collaborate. Yeah, so we covered this before. Yeah. Um, I attended one of their workshops. So Demis and Gareth, um, who's a good friend of ours, had a workshop for Global Night Squad. Um, we did a workshop, night workshop, and then kind of just, yeah. Yeah, I think most people that came to that workshop, like I still keep in contact with, like this, I think there was, who else was there? There was a few others. There was a few others. But like, I think we connected the most out of everyone. We still kept, in contact and we became friends we started going on road trips we started traveling together yeah and that sort of just happened i think like not everyone will click with everyone so you just have to find the right people that you want to click with and put yourself yeah. out there and you know it, yeah it ends up being you know the more people you meet the more people potentially you can click with and, yeah you know yeah i think it's important to find like like-minded creatives to go shoot with and stuff mm. yeah that, that's helped us out a lot yeah like so we, we bounce stuff off each other all the time like yeah. it's, it's really yeah it's a good way to like feedback system mm. um it's sort of also uh, it comes to another point where like a lot of people ask us i guess to like give feedback on their work mm. and i find that really hard to do because i don't know you i don't know them mm. and if i say something i might offend them and mm. i feel really bad and i don't know what their intention is for this photo mm. i don't know you know whereas like There's us missing we know exactly like what you, you know, doing. you know how to like, piss this guy off. Like have the horizon like slightly off, or, like the line slightly off. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about this demos? Just do it in your photos, and you know, this know. thing's not in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing the the cover art for this podcast, and he's like, <laughs> back and forth like five times. He's like, move it down a bit, and he's like, got there. Classic. Okay. Um, life of Diego asks, do you ever get tired of shooting and instead embrace the moment? Mm, I thought about this for a long time. Creative fatigue. That's. I don't. I think it's more like, do you just put down the camera and enjoy, enjoy the scene? Yeah. Kind of thing. I, I think yeah. for me, like, uh, I I don't see those two things as like being separate. Mm. And I know that's like kind of unconventional, but like I, I kind of see like me documenting that experience in that moment of time actually enjoying that experience in that moment of time too yeah but i mean um, if you want to you could just put it down and like exactly look at it and enjoy it yeah, yeah. And, and, and if i'm done shooting then i will like yeah. i remember this this one time uh i think it was like a year and a half ago when you know a few of us were in tasmania and there was this like crazy stupidly insane sunset mm -hmm. with like some of the most vivid colors i've ever seen yeah i remember that yeah like, i remember, I remember seeing those stories yeah, yeah. and we Get shot photo for, here right <laughs> and um we shot for like i don't know half an hour uh and it lasted for like a good hour and after a while we're just like you know what it's still going yeah but like <laughs> we've already all got a lot of our right. shots and then yeah. we just sat down and you know enjoyed it and it was the best thing ever yeah but i think you can have your cake and eat it too when it comes to this stuff yeah i think so you could be enjoying the scene while you're shooting it mm. you could do a lot yeah and, and and i don't think like you you taking photos of that experience like lessens that experience in any way mm. you know sometimes it does well for me like i i, I enjoyed the documentation part part of it and yeah. like i find a lot of joy in documenting something like that yeah so that adds to my experience rather than taking away from it but like yeah. if something's completely detrimental to one one clear-cut example is people filming concerts and stuff mm. like you're never gonna watch those videos again yeah. it's like you're just wasting <laughs> right. your time filming or like fireworks is like you're never gonna watch that again <laughs> yeah right but i mean that's just like 
I guess that's the society today, right? They just want to film everything and take photos of everything. Like, everything. I guess for us, we know What's this, up, these job, things. Man, we get paid for it. We say, I'm like, when there's like a fireworks, if I'm not working, I'm just gonna watch it. Yeah, and I'm just gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Plus, mm-hmm. our our workflow. You're gonna content create for sure. No, I mean like if I. <laughs> Uh, the last few years, I have been shooting fireworks for like Sydney yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I am working. But if I wasn't, like, I would probably just record like one story and then just that's it. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. Plus, like our, our workflow is like we've done it so much that we're very quick with it, right? Like, yeah. We know you know what, what you want. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot it. Done. Yeah. I kind of stress out <laughs> a little bit if it's a job because I want to be like I want to cover all angles and like get all the, the shots. Then mm. you kind of yeah yeah stress out a little bit more. Um, do you have a question, Ben? Some of them are kind of silly. <laughs> yes, ask some silly ones. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, no, nah, nah, that, that's funny. That's funny. Huh? Wait, wait, that wait, one, wait, wait. That one's funny. One. Billy Mothra. <laughs> Which one's going to ask? That yeah. one. Uh, who do you think would win in a fight? Ben or Demis? <laughs> okay. Demis because he works out a lot more than work you. <laughs> I think I'd be scrubby. Demis would be all nice and shit though. <laughs> Bro, you don't know me. He plays basketball <laughs> all the time and stuff. He'll yeah. cardio you, man. <laughs> Just have to sack whack him once oh, and like oh, drop him. Bro. <laughs> uh, Lee Lane or Lane. Yeah. Um, what's the best ramen shop in Sydney? Oh, I'm currently actually like what, one. Don't give me more than one answer. Okay, one. So my my favorite right now. Yep. Was Gumchara, but actually is now Menya in Chinatown recently. Only because the value is, is so good. Which one in China? The one next to Pepper Lunch? Uh, no, no, no so that's not in Ramen, Chinatown, that's that, you know that, that classic, and everyone else won't know this, but like, you know that classic, like, uh, that duck shop yep. that people take photos of next to Haymarket. Market. Yeah, next yeah. to Haymarket and Market Mario's City. Shop. And then there's like a kind of like a uh, food court type thing right next to that. Yeah. Up the road. It's oh, that, yeah, yeah, What, Eating World? It's like on a, it's on a slope and there's like, you can see the windows through the slope. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. Because Menya is the one like under one there's Market a few. Street. There's a few. There's a, yeah, there's a couple. Right. Okay. Um, but this part, yeah, I go to this particular one because it's like really far away from the office, so I can enjoy my walk down yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the value <laughs> and the taste is great. Okay. It's like yeah. I think for me it's Manpuku, either in Kingswood or Chesswood. Yeah. I like Manpuku. Manpuku is good. Ramen. I don't really have a favorite in Sydney. It's Ichiran, like just in general. Ichiran's mm. in Japan, bro. That's... And in Hong Kong. and It's a chain, but I think... Nah, Ichiran's probably the best, but mm. I'm saying we're talking Sydney. Sydney. I don't know. You know, Sydney does ramen really well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Most of it's okay. I used to like um, Yasuka, but yeah. they've changed. It feels like they've changed owners. It's quite thick. Yasuka. Dude, like For when me, Yasuka's a bit too When you walk on the, the floors, it's, it's so sticky. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Like, when we first there. met there, it was like slippery as hell. And then like now it's sticky. So it's like, yeah. what are they doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gumshara was my favorite though. Thick as. I loved it. So good. It was so close to the office too. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. kind of one block yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, Dalton Jepson Art asks, what would be the drone to recommend for beginner drone photographers? There's only one. Yeah, there's only yeah. one. I mean, like, I wouldn't recommend the Mavic Air. We did a campaign yeah. for that, and like, it, it's okay, but you quickly grow out of it. Yep. So, like, it is a beginner drone, but. Wait, so by the drone. one, do you mean Mavic Pro? Mavic one or Mavic Pro, Pro two, Sorry, but like Mavic Air, and then yeah, buy the Mavic two Pro. But I guess for a beginner, one. like I guess There's let's say one. let's say <laughs> they don't want to invest one. that much money or whatever. Don't like, buy a drone. <laughs> yeah, I, I would actually yes, exactly that. Yeah, like, okay. save up the money to get, to get the Mavic that one. Two yeah, Pro, yeah, that's it. Like you grow into it. Your right? Spark, it's fine for like doing kind oh, of beginner it. stuff, okay, yeah. but it doesn't inspire confidence. Yeah, and like I think that's the most important part. Of a yeah. Yes, yeah. you need that confidence and you need that. That it's just yeah. going to do its job. Yeah. Like Mavic, Mavic 2 Pro, I've flown it, probably legal, but like. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't in Australia. <laughs> but like, you know, at one, at one stage, like six kilometers from where I was, with like full, almost full reception. Yeah, and like yeah. 100% yeah. confidence that I yeah. was actually going to get it back. Yeah, so, that's really far. Six kilometers, right? Right. You just yeah. need to worry about battery levels. That's yeah. all you need to worry about. Yeah. And, and for like for you to have like a drone where that's the only confidence metric that you're yeah. actually worrying about, yeah, that's what you want. But also sometimes if it's too windy, then that's also another confidence metric. Yeah. Um, but I guess the Mavic need- 2 is probably one of the best ones in the wind. Yeah, but you yeah. need to yeah. find that level of like uh, confidence against wind. So like I've flown in windy conditions and this and I'll like launch it and stuff. Yeah. 
yeah, and like yeah. you need to find that level where like you're, you're trying to come you back know, yeah where you're trying to fly it back and it doesn't move because yeah. the wind is so strong mm-hmm. sjk media okay uh what drives your creativity a lot likes. of things <laughs> yeah a lot of things like for me right now it's actually all about business uh and like this idea of being free yeah um is is something that i'm working on and especially for me like this this idea of getting my photography and my creativity to the level where you know it is already kind of there i could do it full-time if i wanted to yeah but you know just being able to make a living out of doing what i want to do and i think this idea of freedom is what drives it mostly yeah okay uh but yeah creativity like that's just one vector i think like there's a lot of things a lot of different things at play but um creativity specifically in the things that i make i think it's just like it's just stuff you like yeah it's just naturally like innate i don't think it ever goes away off not for me anyway i think this kind of segues to like what are your future plans and if there's anything you want to plug because mm. we're kind of yeah. about to wrap up yeah so future plans for me is uh i mean i've got a couple of trips lined up for the rest of the year but i'm planning something big for next year um doing something that's a little bit longer okay um yeah might go away for a year or something like that and just travel to some different countries and go experience the world a bit Mm -hmm. uh so i've been planning that for a while and like saving up and stuff like that so uh yeah but no solid announcements just yet for for that okay okay. um anything you want to plug plug anything coming out or where, where people can find you i guess yeah so i just released a new book uh the photography guide to Tokyo. So you can find that at my website, packet.com forward slash shop. Links uh, in the description. Yep. Yep. Uh, come read my blog, forward slash blog. Packet.com uh, slash blog. blog. Yep. yep. And that's kind of it. Awesome. At pat underscore K. Yep. On, on Instagram. Instagram. Awesome. Yep. Nice. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank no you, worries. Pat. So if you guys want to see uh, future videos or past videos, um, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, leave a comment and a like. That would be awesome. Um, you can also hear the audio on SoundCloud and iTunes. Yeah. If you have any questions, you should leave it in the comments below and Pat's going to answer them all. all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too late. Yes. <laughs> but thank you for watching and we'll catch you at the next one. Bye. Thank you.